0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm extremely frustrated right now with where the Red Sox are at, that they're actually sellers at the trading deadline. Christian Vasquez moved to the Houston Astros. He's taken batting practice last night. Now, Corey did say prior to the game that Vasquez knew something was going down. He asked if he could go out there with the guys. Corey told him, you're part of this group. So it ended up being a really weird scene. But Vasquez was aware that something was about to go down. But man, that was strange. You had the Houston media and the Red Sox media all crowding him. This is after he ran out to see Xander Bogarts. He's walking back with Matt Barnes. He's talking to Kevin Ploiecki. And he just says, basically... It's a business. Now, he'll talk to the media in greater detail today as he's introduced as the newest member of the Houston Astros, along with Trey Mancini, etc., and Will Smith. But that was bizarre. That was a very weird scene. Now, we've seen this stuff before in Major League Baseball, but that was just a strange thing to watch sort of happen in real time. Absolutely crazy what happened to Christian Vasquez last night. But this stuck out to me. Bloom had this to say after the trade. Quote, this is one that I know hurts in the clubhouse. Very aware of that. I know it hurts. That's something we don't take lightly with these guys busting their tails out there as we speak. This is what I'll say to Heim Bloom as it pertains to that quote. That's something we don't take lightly. I would say that is completely not true. You actually take that extremely lightly because what Heim Bloom has done since he's taken over running the baseball operations for the Red Sox, he trades good players away. So it's extremely easy for him to do this. And he does take it extremely lightly because he continues to do it. Whether it's champions, whether it's a guy like Cutter Renfro a season ago that hit 30 bombs, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt him that he trades away major league players. In fact, it seems like these are the type of deals that he likes to do where he gets back prospects in return. This is a very interesting quote from one player to Pete Abraham last night. As one player said, Bloom seems more interested in the 2024 Red Sox than the team on the field right now. I've been saying that for weeks. I've been saying that for months. And that's the way the clubhouse feels. The clubhouse right now, you can tell they are pissed off and they are extremely upset. You got guys on the team over the weekend coming out publicly and saying, I, I hope we send this a message to Bloom. I hope we make this hard on Heim," is what J.D. Martinez said. Guys in the clubhouse are saying, I hope he doesn't trade us away. They want to be here. They want to be part of the group. And all these guys that want to be here, Hein Bloom doesn't want him here. It's incredible to me. And that quote just speaks volumes. As one player said, Bloom seems more interested in the 2024 Red Sox than the team on the field right now. Well, whoever that player is, and maybe if that player is <laughs> traded today, he'll come out and say, yeah, it was me. How can you argue to the contrary? Look at all the moves that Bloom has made since he took over here. Even the moves that he made to add, like Kyle Schwarber, he gave up the 18th prospect Aldo Ramirez. The reason he traded for Schwarber and not an Anthony Rizzo or not a Chris Bryant. Now, Schwarber worked out. I love the guy. I wish he was still here. But the only reason he made that trade is all he gave up was his 18th prospect. Come on. That's the only reason he did it, because Schwarber was hurt. It was a value play. That's the only reason he makes that trade. You think about all the moves that Bloom has made you think about the Renfro trade prior to the season. In a vacuum, I've told you on multiple occasions, I was fine with the Renfro trade, but I thought it meant another piece was coming. You know, like a major league outfielder, never happened. You look at that deal, Alex Pinellas, David Hamilton, those guys are going to have to turn out. And the other piece, of course, was Jackie Bradley Jr. But when you traded Hunter Renfro away, you didn't do much to help the big league club. Now, Jackie Bradley Jr., we all know is a great defensive player, but based on what Hunter Renfro brings to the offensive side of things. Massive downgrade for the Red Sox. For this version of the team that was two wins away from a World Series last year, Bloom with the Hunter Renfro trade subtracted from the team that made that run last year. He didn't prioritize the big league team. He prioritized Alex Pinellas and David Hamilton. And like I said, if you want to do that, okay. But you have to supplement that with helping these guys at the major league level. And he ignored it. And he continues to do crap like that. Ever since he took over this organization, there is no way around it. Look at the Andrew Benintendi trade. Same thing. Just like the player said, he's more interested in the 2024 Red Sox. How could you disagree? Andrew Benintendi trade. You have Franchi Cordero and Josh Winkowski. Winkowski, he's up here because of injuries to begin with, and quite frankly, the guy hasn't been that impressive. Even the other night, where he goes five innings only, gives up the two runs, he gives up the bomb to Renfro, he gave up seven hits, he was very lucky in that particular game, if you look at it. He didn't miss a lot of bats again, shocker, missed four bats. He doesn't strike anybody out. He has a worse whiff rate than any qualified starter in Major League Baseball. He's not a big-time contributor to this team right now. So, if you look at the Andrew Benintendi trade, When he traded him away, he didn't do anything to help the 2021 Red Sox or the 2022 Red Sox. And like I said, when you look at Benintendi, now we're looking at Luis de la Rosa, who just turned 20. And he may turn out to be great, but the problem is you had a core that won a World Series in 18. You had a core that was worth building around, and you didn't do anything with the Andrew Benintendi trade. How about the Mookie trade? How many times are you going to talk about this? Verdugo, that's it. You want to compare Verdugo to Mookie Betts? Come on, that's a joke. Connor Wong, you just traded for a catcher. Wong at the minor league level, 267, 333, 396 slugging, and a 729 OPS. Doesn't hit for average in AAA and doesn't have any pop. His isolated power, let me do the math on that real quick. It's 129. So he doesn't hit for any power whatsoever. So that guy's not going to be a contributor to this core group of players. Every move that Bloom has made has been about the future and not about the current Red Sox team that I felt the core was good enough to make runs. And they made a run last year, despite him not doing a whole lot. Despite the fact they had to wait three weeks for Schwarber, and they barely got in because Alex Cora had to, you know, take his starters out of the freaking bullpen at the end of the season because the team didn't have enough bullpen arms. Which continues to happen with Hein Bloom. Speaking of which, <laughs> how about Walkman? Jake Walkman got traded. Jake Diekman. he gets traded for Reese McGuire because you need a catcher right now. Okay, and. If you haven't seen the backstory on Reese McGuire, let's just say the dude got caught pulling the goalie in his car. I'm not kidding. The dude was having fun with himself in his car. Anyway, let's get to Walkman here. The Red Sox prioritized this guy in the offseason as a reliever. He was coming off a down year. Ground ball rate was horrific. Walk rate was horrific. The Red Sox gave him two and eight. Two years, $8 million. It's great they got off the contract because nobody wanted to see Walkman pitch anymore. But the problem is, this is a guy that you identified in the offseason to help the Major League team. He sucks. This guy is absolutely horrible. He had a 17.5% walk rate this season. That's 165th of 165 qualified relievers. I'm really mad at myself for, like, giving them credit for the 4-and-a-30 pitched after the All-Star break when he looked okay. I mean, come on. Why did I do that? This guy has been absolutely horrendous. 12 meltdowns this season. Only three relievers have more. Like I said, okay, come on, you got off the contract, congratulations, but you signed the damn contract, and you bring back Reese McGuire, who pulls the goalie in his car, two twenty-five batting average, two sixty-one on base percentage, two eighty-five slug, five forty-six OPS, <laughs> just a twenty-five point six percent hard rate, hard hit rate, so no loud contact. I mean, you can tell by the numbers, the guy had no loud contact whatsoever. Now uh, he will, he's a good pitch framer okay that's what he does he's good at framing pitches he was 10th in major league baseball when it comes to that last year he's this year he's got one catcher run frame in the season 53 games last year he's at four so he is good at stealing strikes but you would have rather have christian vasquez to make a run at this thing and that's just not where you're at right now and we can get into some of the prospects at some point what you got back for vasquez but i just look at it right now and it just feels like it's a bigger broader point with heim bloom even the tommy Pham move okay a fan this season is hitting 238, 320 on base percentage, 374 slugs, 695 OPS. Now he does make loud contact, 46.1% hard hit rate. He's a disciplined hitter. He doesn't chase, 21.4% chase rate. That's in the 87th percentile. And he has a 10.9% walk rate. That will be the best on the Red Sox. And he is mashing lefties, 290, 371, 462, 834. So not mashing, but hitting for a good average. He does have some power as I laid out there. And he's a good defensive outfielder as well. Three defensive run saves, eighteen of fifty-six outfielders. Okay, so here's the thing: I don't mind bringing Tommy Fam, although it does seem weird that the two guys that High Bloom has now brought in post trading deadline are two guys that have had some bizarre issues. McGuire in his car, and Fam is slapping Jock Peterson over something with fantasy football. He didn't like the way that Jock Peterson was like stashing somebody on the IR, so he legitimately slapped him. We all remember that story. From earlier on the season so here's my thing it's like I don't mind bringing in Tommy Pham now I know that Jaron Duran hit a home run last night congratulations Tim and he had a couple of hits but Jaron Duran we know is an absolutely atrocious outfielder did you see that play that Franchi Cordero couldn't make last night not only is he a, a absolutely atrocious first baseman he's horrible in the outfield as well I don't know how you don't make that play as a big league player and remember circling back to the whole Benintendi thing that's the guy you have for Major League help in that trade, Franchi Cordero. I'm sorry right now. Like, I know that he makes a lot a lot of loud contact, but the problem is he doesn't put the bat on the ball enough. He strikes out way too much. But anyway, so Tommy Pham, you could use him in the outfielder. You could use a legitimate, bona fide defensive outfielder because right now you don't have any of them. You have Jackie Bradley Jr. Kike Hernandez is on the shelf. Verdugo has had a really bad defensive season. So you're not have a lot of good defensive outfielders out there. So Tommy Pham makes sense. But here's the problem. This is the type of move that Heim Bloom should have made before the season when we all knew they needed more outfielders. Now, I would have liked somebody before the season better than Tommy Pham. Okay. But this is a type of move that you could have got around a little bit more prior to the season. Now doing it at this particular point in time, you're too late in the game for it. Absolutely too late in the game for it. So I just look at this whole thing and I just try to understand what Heim Bloom is doing. And I just can't get on board with it. And maybe the farm system, it turns out to be great. And maybe long-term, the Red Sox are going to have a bunch of young kids that turn out to be really good players. But right now, I just look at... (laughs) This team won the World Series in 2018. They were two wins away from getting to the World Series last year. And it just seems like the guy running the organization is gung-ho on... Sending guys out rather than bringing guys in to help the big league club. I don't understand why you can't do both things. And here's the lesson to be learned from all this different type of stuff. If you look at, for example, the Red Sox, they used to have one of the best farm systems in the sport. We all know that. And I look at what Dave Dombrowski did with that farm system. What he did was he could identify and pick out the guys to trade to supplement the big league club because he felt like, okay, I have a big league team that is ready to win right now. I need to use some of the guys in the farm system to help that team. With Bloom, it seems like, well, it's the opposite of that. They want to get as many prospects as possible. Now, are we saying in four to five years from now, that's when he starts making those trades? Okay, great. But I think what Bloom is ignoring is how good this team was and how talented this team was. And you go back to 16, and you look at the Red Sox, who had one of the top-ranked farm systems in Major League Baseball, and you look at some of the guys there that were in the top 10. Johan Moncada, he's not a good player. And if you look at Michael Kopak, he's fifth on that list. Now, Kopak threw the ball well last night, but this guy's not consistent whatsoever, and he's always hurt. That was one in five in your farm system. One in five. If you held on to those guys for the Red Sox, what are they right now for this team? They're not that good, and you would have missed out on bringing in Chris Hill. Now, the contract extension is a totally different Conversation, But in terms of what Chris Sale did for this team when he was traded over here, he was one of the best starters in Major League Baseball. Yeah, he was injured when you get to the 18 postseason, but you don't have the best record in the history of the organization if it isn't for the Chris Sale trade. You needed that type of trade. And then Rafael Devers was two in the system. Andrew Benedetti was three in the system. And those two guys... Dave Dabrowski said, no, you're not getting them when the Chris Sale conversation came up. I'm holding on to those two players. And obviously, Benintendi and Devers were huge parts of the 18 team that made that unbelievable run to the World Series. Anderson Espinosa was fourth. What's he doing? Sam Travis was sixth. Brian Johnson was seventh. And remember, my whole point about this is the Red Sox were considered to have one of the best farm systems in the sport. Michael Chavis was 10th. 11th was Devin Marrero. 13th was Marco Hernandez, 16th was Pat Light. These are the guys that were in the Red Sox farm system when they were considered to have a really good farm system. So I get creating minor league depth and all that different type of stuff and trying to build a sustainable winner. I understand the prerogative when it comes to that, but I just feel like the big league club has to have more importance. And based on all these moves that moves rather that Heim Bloom has made over the past couple of years, how can we legitimately look at it and say that he prioritized the big league club even if you go back to last year and you think about the trading deadline. Yeah, Schwarber ended up working out once he got healthy three weeks after coming over, and they were able to find something with Robles, and that certainly helped out. But still, you should have done more with the trading deadline last year. And I know you got big fudge as well. That guy was left off one of the playoff rosters. So my point with that is you had a team that was one of the best in Major League Baseball last year, And the only moves you really made was you got two relievers, one of which did not have much of a pedigree whatsoever in Austin Davis, one of which in Robles, who was atrocious prior to the deadline. Now, give the Red Sox credit. They got him right. He was one of their best relievers down the stretch of the season. And then you look at the Schwarber thing. It took three weeks for that guy to become healthy enough to play. And still he was playing out of position. Now, I give him credit for what he was able to do to this lineup. I've told you multiple times, I wish the guy that was still here but think about the moves that some of these contenders are making right now that we're watching, okay? You think about a team like the San Diego Padres. They said, screw it, I'm getting. And look, the Padres have a great farm system. They said, let's get Josh Hader, the best reliever on the market. You know what the Yankees did? They said, okay, let's get the Frankie Montas guy. We need him. And then you look at a team like the Seattle Mariners. They said, you know who we want? Luis Castillo, come on down. One of the best right-handed pitchers in the sport right now who's got an absolutely filthy changeup. The Red Sox are at... First hand, do those moves compare to the moves that the Red Sox made last year at the trade den- deadline? I would argue no. Based on what those guys have done throughout their careers and what they've done or what the impact could be post-trading deadline by bringing those guys in, those to me, Frankie Montas, Luis Castillo, Josh Hader, those are all in win now moves. And I just didn't feel like even last year when the Red Sox had one of the best teams in the sport, they were not all in last year. And this is my sort of concern with Hein Bloom going forward. Is this going to be the case down the road with Bloom? When he has teams that are ready to compete, is he going to be willing to go all in and try to win at the major league level? That's what irritates me so far about the and Bloom era, if you will. And like I said, I get the importance of rebuilding the farm system. Now, it is a misconception based on the guys I told you that Dave Dombrowski traded away. It is a misconception that he gutted the farm system. Now, you could argue he didn't build it up into one of the super elite farm systems in all of Major League Baseball, but some of these guys that are coming up now, right? I mean, you think about Bayo's a Dombrowski guy. Tristan Cassis is a Dombrowski guy. So they have found some guys in the Dombrowski area, but you get the point. i can see that, okay, that wasn't more of a priority for Dombrowski than Bloom, that Dombrowski was trying to win now. He was trying to win at the big league club, but with Heim Bloom, I just look at the long-term future here in Boston. So if it's not now with this group over the past couple of years, with Bogarts, with Rafael Devers, with Nathan Evaldi, with J.D. Martinez, if it's not with that group that had already won a World Series, that you were going to go all in, when is he going to go all in? And that's my concern as a Red Sox fan long-term, is will he actually pull the trigger when this team is World Series caliber? I argued last year they were, and I still feel like he didn't do enough for this team at the trading deadline last year compared to what all these other teams are doing right now. And the other thing I'd say is this, in terms of Heimblum always looking towards the future, just think about the move he made for Paxton. Okay, you take a shot at a guy that had Tommy John, you're hoping to get him back at some point. If not, you got an option on the contract after that. How about go out and get a guy that helps this team? That doesn't cost you any prospects whatsoever. Carlos Rodon was out there. Rodon was coming off an outstanding season last year. Yeah, sure, there's some injury history, but he wasn't going to miss the beginning of the season, and that's a high upside play. The the Giants, rather, just gave that guy a two-year contract. You think about a guy like Corey Kluber, Corey Kluber's a guy that would have helped you right away. I mean, every time that guy pitches against the Red Sox, he completely shoves. Rodon is the guy that I was in on prior to the season. I tweeted that prior to the season. The Red Sox should go and try to get Carlos Rodon, and based on Bloom's ethos, that type of move would make more sense because of the fact that all that would take you is flexing your financial muscles and the Red Sox went over the CBT. So why wouldn't you go out there and spend more money on a guy like Carlos Rodon to help the big league club? But Hein Bloom went for a guy that was more under the radar, right? In James Paxton because he was coming off an injury instead of just going out there and getting proven commodities. And I feel like how often does Hein Bloom actually get proven commodities? It never happens. I mean, even Renfro, that tra- that guy wasn't a proven commodity. Yeah, he hit for some power, not a proven commodity. Kike Hernandez is not a proven commodity, a good utility player with the Dodgers. How many guys has he signed that are actually legitimate bona fide proven commodities? Walk is a guy that got better in the second half last season. You were hoping that he'd get better with the pitch mix, and he has. The problem is that Walk is always hurt. Rich Hill, you knew who he was at the age of 43. That wasn't like a high upside play. That was, hey, can you give me some innings during the regular season? Shocker, a guy at the 40, the age of 43 is dealing with an MCL situation right now. The only real guy that they went out that had a proven past was who? Trevor Story. That's pretty much it. And what we can look at with that one, unless there's a deal done for Xander Bogarts here before the end of the season, the only reason he did that would be a move looking forward as well to ultimately replace Xander Bogarts after next season so that to me is just the whole concern with Heinblum going forward at what point will he prioritize the big league club 2024 2025 2026 I'm just waiting because right now what Heinblum has done with the big league club ain't good enough for me